1: Well, hello, raw feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business, and we're friends, like my friend and your favorite Neely Piazza. What's happening? You don't let friends feed kibble now, do you? No, never. You know what? Um, did I see Although this?
0: I, I have to admit, I do have some friends that feed kibble.
1: How can your friends feed kibble? And well, know, they know who better. you are, and know who you. What you stand for and one of it, them
0: one of them actually like didn't tell me forever and finally she said, I have something I have to confess. And I was like, Uh oh, what'd you do? And she said, I went back to Kimmel and I'm like, Oh goodness. Is that Gina? <laughs> yeah.
1: Shame on you, Gina.
0: So uh, let me let me uh I want to clear, I want to, I want to elaborate on something for just a minute.
1: Wait, I haven't approved this. So we don't (laughs) know what's coming out of Neely's mouth. Okay. I'm just going to tell you right now, folks, I don't (laughs) prep. We don't talk. We say, let's get on and do a podcast. Let's go. So I'm just, Uh, okay. uh, Okay. go.
0: So, um, when I say, yes, or when we, uh, poo poo, adding food to kibble, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, I started thinking about it and I'm like, you know, people are going to run around saying that um, I'm saying that it doesn't help and this, that, and the other. That's not what I'm saying. Does it help? Yeah, it helps. What I'm saying is it does not change the fact that you are still giving a bowl full of toxic sludge.
1: Hang on a second. no
0: no, No amount of toppers or anything like that is going to change that. Now, if you know that, you admit that and you say, yeah, I know, but at least it's helping a little bit. And I know kibble is bad, blah, 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 blah. That's one thing. But if you're patting yourself on the back, saying, Oh, well, I'm done doing all the harm that kibble's doing by putting a little bit of veg on top or a little bit of, of real meat or something like that on top of kibble. No, that's what I'm saying. No, that's not acceptable. Right.
1: We are talking Cause... about adding food to kibble, just to be right. clear. Okay. Right. I right. get you. I get you. Right. I... Yes, it
0: yes, it makes it better. I mean, you take some toxic out, put some fresh in, yeah, it'll help. Yeah, <laughs> there's things that show that. But it's still a bowl of toxic crap. And you can't just pat yourself on the back and say, Oh, well, I've fixed it all by adding some something on top of my kibble. No, that no. That's that's where I my uh, that's what I'm saying. And then we've also started seeing about not meeting people where they are. And I think people think that. Thinks, think that that means that. Um, we're judging or. Um, you know going to give them a hard time. And all that. Because of where they are. No what I mean is. You are where you are. I'm just not going to let you stay where you are. So don't ask me. If what you know, to pat you on the back again and say, oh, no, it's okay that you're doing that. No, we don't look backwards. We move forward. We go where we are and we move forward. I'm not going to say it's okay to, to do something that is not in your dog's best interest. So it's not that we won't meet you where you are. It's that we won't let you stay where you are, right? And the only the only reason to go backwards and to look at the past is to see what the dog has been through to get to get an idea of, um, you know, what what could be causing some of his issues and, and all that and how to address those. Other than other than that, we don't need to look back, look backwards. We need to look forward. So. I just want to clarify that because I can just hear all the haters out there saying all kinds of weird stuff. But there you go. And haters... why do I worry about haters? I don't know. So
1: you don't haters. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> well, you know, I get it. I get it that raw diets. Are more expensive than kibble and and we, we 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 have our thoughts about that too but i will tell you that this pet parent i talked to yesterday got it right and he's new he's very new at it um and i'm going to come back to something uh, else in that conversation but here's what he said he said how do you feel about fasting your dog once a week I said, I'm off for it. And he said, good, because I have figured out, and he had two Huskies, okay, two fairly, you know, decent sized dogs. And he said, I have figured out that if I fast my two Huskies once a week, this really impacts the bottom line of cost. It really lowers my cost. And I want my dogs to live forever. And I'm not going to go back to kibble, right? He was very excited, very excited about, you know, finding the raw diet and seeing the great uh, benefits to it. But I thought that was great. We try to tell mm-hmm. our pet parents that all the time and uh, it's really hard. I get it. I have a dog also looks at me, also begs for food, but they aren't going to starve one day a week. Or even one meal. If you can't do the whole day, just do a meal. But, but, uh, and for you, that well, it's to be, it can be
0: feeding once a day anyway. Right.
1: Right. Um, right. And
0: you know that you got to remember too. Dogs get into a routine, and if you mess that up, you know it's not. They may be sitting there staring at you, acting like they're hungry. That's what you're interpreting, but they're like, wait a minute, this is. This is what we normally do at this time. What's going on? Why you know maybe they're hungry, maybe they're not. I would venture to say that they're probably not if you're you know if you're feeding them real food, they're probably not. They're just like, hey, what's going on why why is the why is the schedule different today? What's up with that it You have to take the um human interpretation out of it. They don't they're dogs, they're not people. And that is not an insult. That is a compliment, if anything.
1: Yeah, we, again, I've told you that, you know, I, when Asta was alive and she very much was in a routine. And Mm -hmm. um, so since she has passed, we've removed that routine from Lazi because Rick was like, look, I don't, I don't want her in a begging situation right and right. so she doesn't get to eat when she begs and she figured it She's a, I mean all dogs are smart but right. you know she figured that out and so she doesn't have uh now it's like you might eat in the morning you might eat at 11 o'clock you might not eat at all right so right. she's just like okay and uh she's super excited and i want oh, you know I want to tell everybody what I do, and I I think I've told you guys this before. But I notice a huge difference in the way she eats when it's warm or room temperature versus cold coming out of the fridge. Mm -hmm. And I and I make sure that my water is great water, right? It is spring water. It is structured water with the wand. You know, I go through some steps for my dogs as well as as myself. I put it in a tea kettle. And I warm that tea kettle up and then I, then I put it on the food. So I don't like turn on the faucet and put the water on the food because the, that is not good, but uh-uh. she just when it is warm. So you guys, if you're using a tea kettle, let it, you know, pour it on there, smash the food in, you know, and then touch it with your finger and it's, it's room temperature. And they're like, Oh, this is like eating a prey animal. Right. Right.
0: Right, there's that and then it's easier on digestion, it smells better, it um that can help alleviate a lot of issues. You know, some dogs will eat um if they eat it too cold, they'll throw it back up and mm-hmm. um you know, there's it's definitely better to feed it um room temperature or body temperature even. And that's even more important with cats the, uh, warmer like that and adding water or warm bone broth or something like that, that that's a great way to do it. Don't put it in the microwave. Don't cook it. Just warm it up. Take the chill out,
1: man. Um, you know, in Dr. Connor Brady's book that you gave me feeding uh, dogs, he really does talk about the dangers of the carcinogens in food that is cooked, even for us as humans. And yet, I mean, the the industry does what the industry does, but you've got all these cooked, you know, farmer's dog, you've got Ollie, you've got, there's a bunch of cooked ones out there and they're very high in carbs as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's really, you know, as I've said many times on here that book's depressing as hell <laughs> because <laughs> it shows the evilness it really does show the evil of the industry and it shows to me that there is a desire to not look at the information the truth in the veterinary community right yeah right which, it, which- that's
0: that's kind of true on in almost all corporate situations but the veterinary and dog food is seems to me is maybe it's because i'm closer to it i don't know but it seems to me it's even worse i mean one of the points that he continues to make to this day is you have a candy company that makes the majority of the dog food in the world and they own the majority of the vet clinics in the u.s and have over sixty thousand vets on their payroll for a candy company now why do you think that is why do you think the vets tell you oh prescription kibble is good or oh no it's not the it's not you know it's not the toxic um brown ball stuff that's in the it's in the bowl it's the real fresh food I, i mean what do you expect Oh no, it's not the vaccines. It's not the, it's not the flea and tick. It's not this or that. It's um, yeah. So what do you expect them to say? And they have a, just like what is happening in human medicine, they have a pat protocol for every single thing and they are required regardless of what they think. They don't think anymore before long, it's all going to be automated AI stuff. Um, They're required to say, well, we recommend this. We recommend that. And at some point it's going to, they're going to get to where they won't let you walk out of the office without, without doing those things. I can see that coming. I'm not exactly sure how they'll pull it off, but.
1: That's so, I mean, that, that's what I'm talking about when I say it's so depressing. Yeah. Because if your dog were to get in a fight with another dog, if your dog were to get hit by a cart, if your dog were to be impaled by a stick, right? Or have a porcupine shoot all their quills in their mouth, like, you know, Amanda, our daughter, sees a lot. I mean, you do have to have somebody that knows how to treat that dog. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's so yeah. frightening to me that if that were to happen, you could be putting your pet in a very, very dangerous situation. And man, I I don't know. I mean, because you look at the new biology clinic, like what Dr. Cowan's doing, those Mm -hmm. people don't have their hands on. They're not treating you. They are talking Mm -hmm. to you and, and looking at records. They are doing um, work because they have been in the field forever and they're outside of the box and they see different things. Just like what you do, what Dr. Jasek does, you know. But what are we gonna do when we need those hands on people, Niels?
0: I don't know. Stay away from all the all the corporate stuff. Try to support independent independent. Who are vets. they?
1: Are they I out there?
0: I don't know. I don't have a vet.
1: Well, we do. I mean, we have our daughter, so that's good. Try to get one of your kids (laughs) to become a vet and uh, to uh, realize that they're uh, going against, going to have to go against the grain. I mean, it is, it is, it is so frightening and I just, um, I don't know. on On another note, what, what, what bothers me is that people can be indoctrinated and not want to not be motivated to search for the truth. And that, that really scares me in today's world. Right. Um, where well, are
0: sort of like Dr. Callen says too. It's not, not even that you have to find the truth. Cause that's a whole lot harder to find, but look at what is false. I mean, it's pretty easy to, um, prove something false right and then that will help guide you closer to what what is real and what is more true but i mean anybody with two brain cells to rub together should be able to understand that real fresh food is better than ultra processed dry extruded stuff made out of the rendering vat i mean how much intelligence does it take to figure that out
1: well i mean come on i'm not even sure it's i mean as i look in and and read and study it is the synthetic vitamins and minerals that are so dangerous yeah well in those
0: and there there's raw foods that has those in there too i've been i've talked to a couple of people recently and this is why i always say stay away from commercial raw because in anything that says complete and balanced or afco approved because the chances are you're going to have that uh synthetic vitamin mineral mix that everybody else uses that was the source of um all the deaths and recalls in 07 and several since then how is that any better i mean you if it if if there's anything in your your food besides meat bone organ maybe some fruit and veg put it down and walk away
1: yeah and and that is a hard concept because the knowledge base of what's in real food is not there right we do have a, a a paper a blog there in the learning center it's in the beginner section i think and it says um vitamins and minerals in the raw diet okay and it's got a um a um oh gosh what is that dog anyway there's a dog running and that that's a great one so you can look in there and tell you know what uh vitamins and minerals and guys it really is variety 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 right so people come all the time what do i feed my dog it does not matter um in our line right so when you look at the pmrs the hvms those are great right they're absolutely fabulous they've got meat bones organ and fat whether you start with beef or duck or turkey or chicken or lamb or pork just start and then you can start to fine tune it but but again we see people that want the same blend over and over and over again because their dog loves it right that's the thing you got to get some variety in there and i yeah you yeah you always say at least four proteins you know Pick one and fish. People ask me this all the time. Do we need to take the bones out of the sardines? I want a video of that. If you're going to take the bones out of the sardines for your dogs. You got to get a little like tweezers. Well, you got to get tweezers and take all the bones out. Yeah, Please don't do that. (laughs) Guys, your dogs. I don't know if you've inspected your dog's teeth but I bet you're not going to find any flat molars in there. And <laughs> th- no, they, it won't scratch them going down. They're fine. They, they, they these are dogs they're designed
0: to eat that kind of stuff. And I mean, small animals like that. I mean, the bones are, unless they're cooked, but the bones are inconsequential. Yeah. And, you know, we hear this a lot too. Oh, well, they threw up the, uh, pieces of bone and there's ground bone coming out of the poop or whatever i was like well that's fine but let's look at why it's not because there's bones in the food it's because the ph in your dog's gut is too high you're giving it starch somewhere you need you need to fix that so that the ph is more appropriate ph and it can digest it so there's there's all kinds of things for that right you um feed them once a day so that the body actually has the time and the energy to um break down, absorb and utilize and heal everything. Uh don't feed any starch. Don't don't fall into that uh potatoes and sweet potatoes and um rice and all that mess. Don't don't do that. You're most likely it's because the pH is not low enough in the gut if that's happening. And you know, what are you worried about? If it if it's coming out, they don't need it, it's coming out. What how is that a problem?
1: Well, and the other thing too is what are you gonna do? Feed it kibble yeah. to make the pH totally bass awkward I mean yeah. what what are you gonna do? And that that's what I always look at when people say my dog has this disease, this disease, this disease What should I feed it? Well, you darn sure don't want to be feeding it. kibble. Substandard food and prescription food is kibble. Period. Well done. There's nothing good in it.
0: Here's something else. Maybe your dog has that disease. Maybe it doesn't. Blood tests are wildly inaccurate and misinterpreted and basically in a lot of cases are meaningless. So change them to real food just a regular diet no specialized anything take them off all the toxic crap put them on real food for two months go back and have them tested again see if they really do still have that disease chances are they won't now there will be some that do but there'll be a lot that don't
1: yeah so i think that that is a concept that's difficult people think well I can't really tell if my dog's well without a vet telling me they are well. Okay. (laughs) That's a trap. (laughs) So I'm like, well, okay. Uh, What the, the question really is always this. What would you do different if you found out that your dog had cancer? Right. What would you do different? You're not going to feed them different. I hope you're not going to, And maybe you might add some mushrooms, but you could do that. Now you could add mushrooms. You could add, um, some, some other things in there, right? Some Turkey tails, some reishi, some, uh, all of those different ones. Chaga. We've got those on the website. You could do that. You might feed them a little more fat and Neely and I might disagree on that, but, um, but, I'm just saying, what would you really do different? Are you going to go through chemo? Are you going to go through surgery? Um, What would you do? Now, I do have a question about cancer, Niels. We do say this all the time, that cancer is systemic, right? It goes through the whole body. But there are dogs who they have said, there's cancer in this leg, and they've taken the leg, and they're a tripod, and they live for a very long life. What do you have to say about that?
0: I've never said it's systemic.
1: Okay. You think it's centralized in one place?
0: I don't acknowledge cancer. So, okay. I don't study I don't study cancer. I don't know the only the the biggest uh uh thing that I've even, I, you know, that I'll even proclaim to know about it or, or think to know about it is that it thrives on sugar, which makes sense. But basically it, it, you're putting toxins in the body. You're overwhelming the detoxification system, which some people call the immune system, body doesn't know what to do with it. So it stuffs it somewhere, stores it somewhere, and you end up with a tumor there's no scientific evidence anywhere that there's anything called metastases. They never see anything, any cells moving in the blood. You you find tumors. That's it. If you have a dog with cancer, you have a sick dog that's been exposed to too many poisons and toxins that the body can't get rid of. So first thing you do, you stop all possible toxic exposure that you possibly can. Right. Isn't I would say it's not the worst thing in the world. If you have a a bothersome tumor that is um, interfering with quality of life of the dog, surgery to have that removed is not the worst thing in the world. As long as you take measures to stop feeding that, to stop putting, putting inputs into the dog to where it's having to for more storage areas that's my view on it i'm sure um dr jason has a whole lot since that's her thing she's the one to talk to about that but i don't can, cancer to me is a word that makes everybody freak the heck out and you it, and then they totally go off the rails and lose their mind so i just don't even talk about it
1: yeah so i that's was talking You know, I was, I was asking Dr. Cowan one time, uh, this is uh, in regards to Rick's sister, who's passed away now, but um, the chemo, right? So chemo was killing off the white blood cells and the white blood cells are the ones that eat all the, you know, the cancerous cells. And I was like, how's that work? And he was like, well, you know, the, the thought is that cancer will stop those, I mean, chemo would stop those fastest growing cells and then the the white blood cells would have time to come in and sort of help. But it's a catch-22. You're killing
0: the healthy cells too. It's non-selective. And here, this goes back to feeding once a day or at least intermittent fasting and having a really small feeding window. When the body is done digesting and uh, all that and it... It, all all the you know meals done everything is digested absorbed pooped out whatever and then the systems are looking around and be like hmm this doesn't look quite right let's go clean up this corner let's go clean that up let's heal these little holes in this lining let's do this that and the other and some of the things everybody has quote unquote cancer cells irregular cells floating around all the time that's a normal thing so when it doesn't have anything else to do It finds those things and gets rid of them. And so you don't end up with toxic storage. So that's another argument in favor of feeding once a day or at least at a minimum, you know, having a four to six hour feeding window and intermittent fasting. So the body can actually take care of those things because anything that's abnormal, the body is going to fix.
1: Yeah, but wouldn't anybody that feeds like at eight o'clock in the morning and five p.m. at night? That's that's a huge window. No, keep you just, reading. Keep you reading. just said I will. I have to. I have to do ten pages a day for my seventy-five heart Are you kidding me? I
0: don't even. I don't even go. I I'm not even in favor of the small window. But digestion takes a long time. I mean, from. From ingestion to poop is roughly 18 hours. So you go through that 18 hours and then it's somewhere between 16 and 18 hours. Everything is done and it's looking for something else to do. So if you don't have a minimum of 18 hours in between meals, you're really not accomplishing anything.
1: Okay, so what time do you feed your dogs? Somewhere
0: between 7 and 10 in the morning.
1: Okay. And they eat once a day and then they come back in and eat the next day. And uh, I'm not in that uh, section in the book yet uh, that talks about the the fasting. But um, you're saying that this is another cancer preventative. One, don't feed the kibble. Two, don't put the toxins in. Three, fast your dog uh, or feed them once a day. Uh, basically, it's the same thing, what I'm saying. Feed them once a day, and uh, and that helps clean out the body. the
0: body. The body is brilliant. We just have to stay out of its way.
1: Well, we have to keep buying, stop buying into the crap that people want us to buy into so that they can sell us products. And I will tell you, Niels, that what I'm seeing, and maybe you're seeing this as well, is that... They are making it trying to make feeding raw more complicated all the time. And right. when you it's make not hard. right, when you make something complicated, people say, "I don't know how to do it. Help me do it, Therefore, I will pay you anything to help me because I'm not capable of doing it myself." This is where we get into trouble. And I see this happening in our industry right? They're making it more and more complicated, making people more and more afraid that real food doesn't hold the real vitamins and minerals because the soil is depleted and you need to add these toppers and you need to add all this stuff and everything needs to be calculated out of every single animal. And you need to know every single farmer and oh my gosh,
0: yeah, and and you can't trust it, what anybody says but a vet. People think that too, and I'm sorry, but a vet is the last person you want to go mm. to for food, unless unless it is like a full on real raw feeding holistic vet. And here's a couple of tips: if your vet says they're holistic and they recommend any vaccines at all, they're not holistic. No. If they recommend any flea and tick prevention at all. They're not holistic. If they recommend anything other than raw food, maybe in certain minor, some situations, gently cooked food, they are not, a, they're not holistic.
1: So. How about if they're recommending a vegan diet like this one uh, yeah, no, that up appear because her entire no. staff are vegan. And so one of our customers went in there and he said, how do you feel about raw feeding? No, we don't support that. We feed vegan to a carnivore
0: yeah that's ridiculous what what the what the
1: i that just that infuriates me that that suggests to me that's the and and it's the same vet that i saw one day in a restaurant remember me telling you about that and she was talking this nonsense to this customer and i about came out of my chair but i didn't i just let her
0: rick had to hold you down i was just
1: like <laughs> man you know she was talking about apiquil that it was this miracle drug and i was just like oh my gosh that's another thing if they're if they're recommending apiquil or cytopoint
0: any kind of pharmaceutical except i mean yeah yeah at all i'm i'm sorry but any anybody that recommends pharmaceuticals uh any kind of vaccines, any kind of quote unquote prevention, any kind of artificial food, no. I and no. Right. I, I just don't have any leeway for that.
1: Yeah. We can't meet that you where you are on they, that.
0: That doesn't mean they can't help you. I mean what? You know, they're things that you? there are things that vets know that other people that, that you know, you just don't know. But um don't be thinking that they're truly a holistic vet and don't be thinking that you can trust everything they say somebody like that would be probably safer to go to in an emergency situation like the hit by card thing like what we were talking about before but yeah. um you know that doesn't take the onus and responsibility off of you for doing your own you know, don't just take what some, don't just don't, don't take somebody's word for it. Look into it. Right. And if you look into it and you're happy with that, that's fine.
1: But if you're not, here's what you can do. You can go over and work with Neely Piazza. She's at whole animal wellness.com. Well worth your time. She's going to shoot it straight to you uh well worth your time go over there, whole animalwellness.com get signed up with Neely she'll do a complete uh workup for you break down ask you lots of questions she'll get to the bottom of it no doubt you can also find her on my experts page right there at rawdogfoodandcompany.com rawdogfoodandcompany.com uh get your dog on a species appropriate diet you cannot feed kibble you got to get that part right get the variety in um if the ph isn't right again something neely can help you with but um let us know how we can help you um we always are going to come from a standpoint of pet health okay that's what we come that's what we do that's what we're based on that's what our dogs do um i love this uh information that you guys got today from neely on fasting incredibly important think about it i know it's tough for some of you to change your dogs over but in a week they'll be fine all right everybody get over to raw dog and where your pet's health is our business and what neely piazza friends don't let friends feed kibble that is right all right love you Neels. i'll see you next week love you too bye
0: oh snap snap